Hello and welcome to Movie Thoughts. I'm your host, Dominic Tartamella, and here we are in the full swing of the Christmas season. As I'm recording this, it is Sunday, December 4th. That's it. 20 more days till Christmas Eve, right? We're in it. We're in it. That's it. There's That's the thing about Christmas season. It just kind of sneaks up on you, right? Before you know it, like it's one minute, it's Halloween. Then you blink and it's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas. It's just it, the music's playing right around the time of Thanksgiving. The music's blasting. Every radio station starts playing. You start feeling that Christmas spirit and you start rewatching the Christmas movies, right? And that's it. We're in it. And today we're talking about a new Christmas movie, uh, which obviously you got to go with the classics, right? You got to watch, as I said in other podcasts, you got to watch Christmas Vacation, you got to watch Christmas Story, uh, Home Alone, Elf, all the hits. You got to go down the list. And then you go with the unconventional films, right? Because there's a lot of unconventional Christmas movies. There's there's Die Hard is the big one uh, because... Obviously set on Christmas, Christmas Eve, John McClane running around. Die Hard, let me just say, before I get into this, because this kind of, this movie relates to Die Hard a little bit that we're going to talk about, but Die Hard is probably like, maybe a bold statement, I think it's maybe the greatest action movie ever made. Now, some people that are into newer action movies and and grow up on newer action movies, the younger generation, they might say like, "Oh, fucking Die Hard's not the greatest action movie of all time." But I really, I feel like it is. It's just, it's such a there's, it's such a good script. Um, it's one of those perfect screenplays, right? There's some movies that have perfect screenplays. I think Die Hard's one of them. I think Back to the Future is one of them. And it's just a, a a perfect movie that you watch and everything flows together nicely. Bruce Willis in his prime, great movie. I'm not going to fucking talk about Die Hard this whole podcast. But that's one of those movies that over the years has become an unconventional Christmas movie, right? Because they didn't release it uh, back in the day to say, oh, this is a Christmas movie. But it's it's set around Christmas. It's set on Christmas Eve. So it has that feeling and it's become something that I watch every Christmas. Uh, another movie that's unconventional Christmas movie. I would say Gremlins. I mean, because yet again, it's set Christmas, but unconventional in the way that it's a bunch of, <laughs> you know, tiny monsters killing people. And, uh, you know, it's such a bizarre movie. I was rewatching Gremlins yesterday. And yes, as if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, as I say, Almost every episode, I veer off topic and I just rant because I just, whatever's going on in the brain, right? And it's Christmas time, so there's a lot of wild stuff going on in the brain. But I was re-watching Gremlins last night. And Gremlins is so funny because, you know, w- along with the subject matter of what we're seeing, you know, cute little gizmo and then he spawns these other fucking gremlins and they turn into these evil gremlins. But it's such a funny movie because like I could only imagine I wasn't alive at the time when it came out. I'm born in 88, for those who don't know. So Gremlins has got a few years on me. But, like, could you imagine if you are a, you were a kid, but just going to see that movie, and then the, the brutality <laughs> and the horror <laughs> that unfolds in that movie. Uh, but, yeah, it's a classic, Gremlins, and it's a Christmas classic, right? Unconventional Christmas classic. You've had more recent movies. Uh, you know, Krampus was a movie that I don't think hit the mark per se it's uh it was directed by the guy who did trick or treat which is in its own right become a cult classic but 
Krampus is, is decent. It has some little Gremlins-like moments. Didn't really, uh, you know, I hit the mark. Now you got Christmas movies that, uh, you know, have tackled similar subject matter uh, to the movie that we're doing today. And that movie is Violent Night, if I haven't, uh, you know, delved into that yet. But Violent Night stars uh, David Harbour, who you would most likely know from Stranger Things. He was also in Black Widow. Uh, Recently, he was in the reboot, remake, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of Hellboy, which didn't really do great at the box office. But he's he's a good actor, right? He's a fun guy. I think he he plays humor well, but he also you know kicks ass and shows shows like Stranger Things. And it's obvious from the trailers to this, if you've seen him, that he's going to kick ass in this fucking movie. Now, as I was saying, similar subject matter, right? To this, they a few years back there was a movie. I don't want to say it was exactly like this, but it was uh, a movie called Fat Man with Mel Gibson. Now, however you feel about Mel Gibson, I'm not going to talk about. Obviously, this guy uh, has has gone through the ringer. He's had some issues in the past with you know drunken rants. I love Mel Gibson. I'm not going to say uh, you know I know him on a personal level or anything, but I love Mel Gibson. I grew up with Mel Gibson. Uh, obviously, yet again, not in a personal, uh, you know, level because I I didn't grow up with Mel Gibson in a house or anything like that. I grew up with him on my TV screen, slapping himself in the face as Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon, which might I add is another unconventional Christmas movie, uh, written by Shane Black, directed by Richard Donner, and Shane Black has a thing where he like sets a lot of movies on Christmas. If you look at a lot of the movies Shane Black has written. A lot of them are set around Christmas, whether it be Lethal Weapon, whether it be, um, I think, uh, what is it, the, what the hell's the other one he did? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I'm pretty sure did have some Christmas ties in there. Can't remember, but he also did Iron Man 3, a lot of Christmas movies. We're, we're, we're going down the, the rabbit hole of Shane Black, but Lethal Weapon, another fucking Christmas classic the way I like to look at it, uh, a good double feature with Die Hard and probably right up there with Die Hard as far as like the best action films ever made. Um, now let's talk about Violent Night. As I keep veering off course, I'm going to veer off course a little bit more because so we had this movie Fat Man. Uh, you know, the, the whole Santa Claus like kicking ass thing, it's been done before. A little bit here and there. Uh, I'm not going to go down the list of everything. I'm going to try to go off memory here. We did also have a movie called Santa's Slay, which was more of a horror movie, if you know what it is. It's got the wrestler Bill Goldberg in it, killing a bunch of people. But it's always funny to see those kind of like uh, versions of Santa Claus. That movie's a piece of shit. I mean, I remember when Blockbuster was still in existence, I used to see that on the shelf with my friends. And then I think one night we fucking, we got high and drunk and we fucking watched it. And it was ridiculous. It wasn't good. We probably shut it off halfway through. But this kind of story has has been attempted, right? Then you got your more, like, horrific Santa Claus tales. Uh, You know, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, There's there's a ton of them. There's all the sequels that go along with that. (laughs) Particularly Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2, which, if you've seen those fucking movies, 2 is ridiculous because it's basically like a montage of clips of the first one and then they film some new stuff. Garbage Day, if you know what I'm talking about. Those those movies, I think the first two are definitely worth watching at some point, though uh, opinions may vary. But 
the Santa Claus tale has been done. You've had him kill people. You've had him, you know. This movie, it's so funny because the plot of it is like, so basically, it's similar to Die Hard in a way where it's a bunch of crooks trying to get money, specifically out of a, a wealthy family. And Santa is in this house at a time. He's delivering presents. He takes a little nap. He wakes up. He hears some gunshots. And now he's got to kick some ass. Now, this movie, uh, it, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. First and foremost, it's ridiculous. On paper, it's ridiculous. If you've seen the trailers, it's ridiculous. But that's the tone it's going for, right? It reminds me also of the um, the fake movie in the beginning of Scrooged, if anybody remembers. Yes, Scrooge with Bill Murray, also directed by Richard Donner, the Christmas classic. Probably my favorite take on the Christmas Carol, uh, because you got to love Bill Murray, right? And in that movie, there's a fake uh, television movie called The Night the Reindeer Died. That is like an action movie with Santa and like Mrs. Claus and, and what's his name? The Six Million Dollar Man, Lee Majors. And they're all running around, you know, beating up and killing people. So it's it reminds me a lot of that fake movie, which too bad we never got a real version of The Night the Reindeer Died. But this may be as close as we have come to that without Lee Majors because he's passed away, obviously. But if you want good Lee Majors, $6 million man. Also, he was in Ash vs. Evil Dead. He played Ash's father, I think for a season or two, maybe a season, but entertaining. But I'm ranting. Let's talk about Violent Night. So as I said, this stars um, David Harbour. And it also stars, um, I mean, I'll I'll give you the notable people here. Uh, John Leguizamo. Gotta love fucking John Leguizamo, right? Versatile, fucking funny, could be serious. Always has his little quirks. I mean, Benny Blanco from the Bronx in Carlitos way. (laughs) And it also stars uh, Beverly D'Angelo, who is not a stranger to Christmas films, as she is in the classic Christmas Vacation, right? So now, (laughs) this film, as I said, the plot, it's real Santa. And that's that's the kicker with this, because I think any time like these movies have been done with like an action Santa, uh, you know, it's not really usually the real Santa, but this is the real Santa. So he's got the magic and he's got everything. And I'm not going to I mean, there's not really a way to spoil this movie, me sitting here and explaining the whole plot, but I'll I'll be light on the spoilers. I'm not going to do any major spoilers, but this movie, I had a lot of fun with it. All right. It's uh, I mean, to, to be cliche, it's a it's a fucking bloody good time. As I've said, it's an unconventional Christmas movie, right? This might be, this might not be something that everybody's gonna like. You know, you're not gonna nestle up next to grand grandma and grandpa, and they maybe maybe they will, maybe grandma and grandpa will like this, maybe, but not if you're looking for the heartfelt story. Probably not the movie you should watch with them because it does get violent. This movie's directed by Tommy Workola, which I looked into. He's done some independent stuff here and there. But more importantly, it's produced by um, David Leash, who directed Deadpool 2, uh, more recently did uh, Bullet Train, which is great. And it has that kind of like action and violence and fast-paced stuff, right? Movie runs at about an hour and 50 minutes. Good length. Uh, you get some of the Santa mythology. They do hint that Santa was like this. This, like, yet again, light spoilers, but they do hint that like Santa was this kind of warrior early in his life, 
And that's cool because it it kind of gives a little bit more depth where he's like, you know, not just suddenly uh, strong and suddenly a warrior. I mean, he kind of reawakens this beast. At one point, he's got no shirt on. He's got like fucking tattoos all over his chest. And I like that. And David Harbour plays such a, a great Santa. You know, he's not this old, old guy. Probably around the age that like Tim Allen was when he first donned the Santa suit. But he plays like such a hot mess. Drinking, you know, fucking drunk, running around, trying to fight people. And then, like, once he finally gives in and starts slaughtering people, you have a lot of fun with it, right? A lot of laughs. My theater wasn't, like, too packed because I didn't see this opening night. It's been out for a few days, and I saw it uh, in an early showing today. But, like, I could see the audience having a really good time with this. It's fun. It's bloody. There's enough laughs. and And as I said, like, there's a lot of you know, references to other Christmas movies, even if just by plot, because very similar to Die Hard, the structure, a guy, you know, they basically took Die Hard, Die Hard that has become this kind of unconventional Christmas classic. You had John McClane, uh, you know, at the wrong place, the wrong time, or at the right place, the right time, crawling around the vents, killing off these guys one by one. It's very similar to that where, He's running around Santa, and it's interesting because they kind of downplay the magic at a couple of points. You know, he can't really use the magic, so it's basically him killing people with his fucking bare hands, uh, <laughs> which is even better. And there's an also kind of a joke where he doesn't use guns because he doesn't know how to use guns, so he just kind of uses whatever the hell is around him. There's some good moments, some good like John-esque moments of of just murder and mayhem uh some funny uses of christmas songs i have to uh point out that like one of my favorites brian adams something about christmas time yes the great brian adams that's used at one point and i, I was i was glad they used a song like that because it's a song that obviously everybody knows but it's not an overused christmas song where it's in every movie or anything and there's a scene of him slaughtering people and you'll have fun with that and he just he just makes you laugh, you know. He's he he carries the movie uh, in a way because he is alone most of the movie. Obviously, there's some other supporting characters, particularly a child actress that's really good. Let me try to find her name. Actually, here we go. Lee Brady, who uh, plays Trudy, and uh, I bring her up too because she it's basically her and Santa, and they're talking on a walkie-talkie most of the movie, and then you get the family which they're all a bunch of scumbags, <laughs> which is funny too because they're rich and they're all fighting over the money and stuff like that. And you get some good moments uh, with the character of Trudy too because like there's a lot of home alone in this film as they do reference it earlier in the film and it kind of pays off later when she's helping Santa because she's doing her home alone-esque pranks. And I got to say like when this movie really and like the final parts of this movie when there's some of her traps going off and Santa's killing people, it's like the alternative, um, you know, Home Alone universe where you're actually killing Marvin Harry. And I think you probably we've all seen the video of like how many times Marvin Harry would have died with all the stuff that you know Kevin did to him in those films. And it's just funny to see these these people actually die because of what she's doing. Uh, violently in in the ways of uh you know stepping on nails and whatever the fuck but yeah fun movie uh John Leguizamo I bring him up again because he's he's just a fun guy to watch I always like John Leguizamo I don't know how everybody else feels about him 
you know, he's obviously got those comedy roots. He's, as I said before, starred in a lot of different stuff, whether it be, you know, uh, his own movie, like The Pest, and back in the day he was in Super Mario Brothers, that fucking god-awful film that maybe we'll talk about one day. (laughs) But he's also done more serious films. Obviously, I mentioned Carlito's Way. He more recently was in um, The Menu, which he was in a smaller role, but he was he did a good job there. So it's a good year for John Leguizamo, just based upon those two. And he's the main villain in this movie, right? And he's just fun to watch. He's chewing the scenery. He's being a dick. He's killing people. He's giving orders. He's a, a, a dominant presence. And I always like to watch him. Obviously, I liked him in movies like Land of the Dead. The I would say the last really good George Romero zombie film out of his series. And yeah, I think this movie... Is like a new, it's going to be a new Christmas classic. I think for me at least. I think with time. I don't know how it's doing box office wise. I mean, I think it's it's pretty appealing. You know, you have David Harbour in there who's so well known for Stranger Things. I think he'll get ass in the seats. Asses, excuse me, in the seats. I don't know really what else uh, competition right now this has as far as this little Christmas time. I know Black Panther is still out, uh, which... I didn't really like it. If you listen to my episode of the podcast when I talk about Black Panther 2, I didn't really love it. Wakanda forever. Um, but other than that, I mean, the big, big one that's we're going to see is like Avatar 2, which is it going to make the money? Is it going to steal the box office? It may. James Cameron's done it before. He's done it a couple times. So you can't sleep on James Cameron because this thing could come in and dominate the box office. But... I think right now, as far as Christmas movies, Violent Night seems to be where it's at, right? There's really nothing else uh, big Christmas, uh, Christmassy coming out. Uh, but obviously, this isn't like a family film, so that's a thing. Like, it's definitely R. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would say it's it's got to be an R rating. After seeing what I saw, it has to be an R rating because it's fucking bloody. They don't shy away from the violence, which is great. But will that, uh, you know, detract it from making uh, money or as much money as like a more conventional Christmas film would? Who knows? We will see. Because I think word of mouth, like I'm going to tell people this fucking movie's fun. Um, I had a good time. My fiance had a good time. There's enough laughs. Uh, It doesn't, and yet again, the, the length, it's barely, it's just under two hours. It doesn't overstay. It's welcome. And it's, it's Christmas time. You want to go see a Christmas movie. Do you want to see people getting violently murdered for two hours? That's up for debate, right? But I do recommend uh, Violent Night. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's something that potentially could become a Christmas staple. You know, I, I it might slip under the radar here. And yes, to confirm, it is R, hard R. As I, as I mentioned, violent. But now I'm seeing, I'm seeing that it is a hard R. But it definitely can become something that uh, over time is a little bit more appreciated if it doesn't make the box office now and it doesn't get the asses in the seats. But we'll see. We will see. Fun movie. Uh, how many times could I stress that? I don't know. <laughs> Santa Claus killing people. Does it get much better than that? And like I said, Die Hard, Home Alone. It's it, it's like a mixture. It's some demented mixture of those two. And I like that Santa's such a hot mess. I like they give they give him that backstory that he was like a warrior at one point. And there's a lot of creative kills in there. I'm not going to spoil them for you. 
There's a lot of like, ooh, he did that, yeah. There's a lot of funny ones, you know, there's a lot of more cartoonish things. And you don't, like, when you see the cartoonish ones, you're like, you just accept it, you know, because it's, it's that type of movie. You're not going to sit there going, oh, could that really happen? I don't know, could that really happen? But what's next? Um, it's Christmas time. What is next? I might do, like, a, a more classic film on the next episode. I don't know what's coming out this week. I mean, Avatar. The debate with Avatar, it's coming. We all know it's coming. They said it was coming for a long time, but it's actually coming now in the next couple of weeks. My opinions on the first Avatar, I don't know. I don't – I like it. I have it. I have it on Blu-ray. Uh, I, I, I watch it from time to time. It's not a movie that is – like amazes me. Visually, stunning. James Cameron, I respect him. I like his films a lot. I like Titanic a lot. I like Terminator a lot. I like Terminator 2 a lot. Uh, True Lies, obviously. But, like, Avatar is not one of my favorite movies by him. I respect what he did. Could we have six Avatar movies? Might. We might. If they make a lot of money, we might. We'll see with the second one. But this one's, like, three and a half hours, right? So, like, I'm going to have to really mentally prepare myself to watch that film when I do. And I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to see. But that's the big one coming out. But we're going to... I think I'm going to talk about another Christmas movie next episode. We'll keep with that. We'll see what's popping. But yeah, Violent Night, fun movie. Definitely go out if you're if your family's okay with watching people get horrifically murdered uh, for two hours by a guy in a Santa suit, a guy who happens to be the real Santa in this film. Then fucking, what are you waiting for? If they're okay with that, take them to see. Take the whole family. Fuck up somebody's day. Tell them that you're going to see a movie. A Christmas movie, don't tell them what it is. Tell them it's a sweet Christmas movie about this bond between Santa and a child on his nice list. And then fucking make them watch this. And they'll be fucking mind fucked. <laughs> they will be, I don't know. I'm thinking about if I if I took somebody in my family and didn't like thoroughly warn them what that would be. How they would feel about it. But it's a good time. It's Christmas. Change it up, right? Watch Die Hard. Watch this. Watch Home Alone. Make it a triple feature, right? That's the episode for today. Thank you for listening. If this is the first time you're listening to the Movie Thoughts Podcast, then welcome. This is episode 22, maybe. This is what I do on here. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. Sometimes a little bit shorter. It depends upon how much I want to talk about a movie. It depends upon how much I want to rant about a movie. And I've done it before. Go check out the previous episodes. If you like what you're listening to, give me a thumbs up or rate or whatever. I don't even know how that stuff works, honestly. I used to do YouTube, so it was more like, oh, yeah, like or whatever, whatever, comment, rate, star. I don't know. You're on Apple. You're on iTunes. You're on Spotify. Who knows? I apologize for being a little bit stuffy because I'm a little bit under the weather, but I got out. I was I was feeling uh, well enough to go out and see Violent Night, and I'm glad I did. But, yeah, subscribe. Uh, check out the other episodes. I'm on uh, TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at Dom Solo Reels. And thank you for listening. Have a good night.